1: Good morning. Good
2: morning. How are you? Trying to wake up. Trying to wake up.
1: Girl. <laughs> you and me
2: both. Mm. You and me both. Mm, I set both the alarms and I still was late. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Okay.
2: Mm. Mm. Bless okay. Sam's ministry who does this every morning at 6. You said what? I said bless Sam's ministry who does this every morning at 6. Amen.
3: <laughs> Amen.
1: Oh, my Lord. Mm. I had a rough curve. going to sleep last night. And then um, woke up this morning, and I'm like,
3: hmm, it's
0: just
3: it's 6 o'clock. No, I'm not getting up. <laughs> and I'm just like you. I kept resetting it. I'm like,
1: oh, 7.15, 7.20. All right, get up, get up, get up, get up.
2: Oh my gosh. How was your weekend? It was, um, yeah, it was just a weekend. Yeah, nothing, nothing, um, nothing major. <laughs> I've got to change that. <laughs> nothing really, um, going on, um, was worried about my, by my sister and her family because they they're in Florida, yeah. and uh, I found out yesterday that they they made it to Georgia. So I'm at least happy that they're out of um out of Florida, right? So they're, they're in Tampa, and it was it was supposed to hit Tampa, like in the middle of the night. So um, at least they're not there. Right. Did they
3: drive out or fly
2: out? Um. Well, not. They drove because it's a bunch of them. Okay. So no, they they drove out. Um. So right now they're in Macon, Georgia. Well, Amen. So
1: glad
3: they got out safely.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
1: but I think I was like, but... Oh my
2: goodness. Yeah. So I have I have classmates that are still in Florida that are in you know different parts of Florida. And um so they, they check in on um on Facebook periodically to let us know that they're okay. Okay. I know my um my
1: daughter's friend had just sorry sorry about that I'm trying to look at
3: everything together Um, I know my daughter's friend had just moved down there Mm. and uh,
1: wherever she is they told them to pretty much what's the word? Whoa um bunker down
3: where they were because there was nowhere for them to go anyway because once you know
1: because wherever they are the traffic was so bad like it wouldn't
2: Yeah, basically. I mean, if you didn't, because um, I know the first day my sister was supposed to to leave, they didn't because of the because of the traffic. Sorry,
0: um,
2: uh, you know, and you had, you had gas stations running out of gas, and um, they were having to get like the the gas tankers were having to get like police escorts to the uh-huh. uh, you know to get to the gas stations and stuff, and then you know, and then the lines would be. You know, like a mile long, trying to get gas. Um, you know, you could run out of gas trying to get gas. Right. I had
3: said. I told my my sister. I said, we need to um, we need to stock up on some things
2: before the prices and
3: stuff start going up.
2: Yeah, but then but then the shelves were, like, getting all empty. Um, so I'm thinking, like, if you live in, like, Tornado um, Alley and, and where they have, like, a lot of hurricanes and stuff like that, you should probably start stocking up in the summer. You know, buying, you know, cases of water, like, every payday. <laughs> um you know, making sure you have your flashlights and batteries and, you know, and things like that. Because if you wait until the hurricane is about to hit, then everybody's doing it.
3: Exactly. And
2: then, you know, they had, you know, people um, fighting over, you know, like cases of water, um, you know, like especially like as they were running out and, um, it's you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you know people are are quick to want to to want to pull out a gun. You had like parents in Walmart trying to get the last folder and and woman pulled out a gun on them. Like, okay, seriously people. Yep.
1: Desperate. Time.
2: And so But you know a a notebook for your child for school is not desperate times. <laughs> That's that, that's I'm
3: just. That's I'm, not just, just I'm just saying <laughs> that that's where they, that's where the mindset is. Like everything is, is desperate.
2: Like I gotta have
3: it. You I gotta have it. Have it. You know? Like
2: Wal Walmart is almost like McDonald's. I mean, you probably could drive twenty minutes and find another one. Um, come on, give me a break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well.
3: So, That's where we are right now, so it doesn't matter to nobody else. I want it, and I want it now, and I will fight for it, no matter who it is. Okay. Yeah.
2: And say like we haven't even heard anything else about Houston anymore. Houston, and got moved to the background.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, and they're not saying too much about how part of the ocean is going. They did, like, a blurb on that,
2: and then they kind of got off of it. hmm It's like once Irma picked up speed, they um they just totally switched. Um, I mean, I get, you know, with, with uh, Houston, that was just one city, and now, I mean with irma Irma taking out the islands she taking out you know she' hitting like the entire state of Florida I mean, but still there was there was a lot of devastation in Houston. they could you know mention what's going on there,
3: oh and they didn't even mention the earthquake so 6.4, six point four when it hit mexico yeah they they kinda they kind of mentioned it and then veered off that too. Right. You know, and so it's just, it's just, it just shows you that you're not getting the full picture of everything that's going on and how they're not letting us, you know, they're they're cherry picking,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
3: what's important to them and not giving the whole story. Because I'm like, I want to know what part of the ocean went. Y'all not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. They showed how, they, you saw the somebody took a picture. And um, the boats are all on dry
1: land
3: that were in the water. And it's like they said in the caption read, where did the water go? And I'm like, yeah, where did the water go? And I'm looking at the news and nothing. I was like, huh? I guess they didn't want you to think about that, you know. So,
2: <clears throat> yeah, they're they're um doing doing they're at um Ground Zero right now because you know today's nine eleven. So they are doing the um you know the annual remembrance for for that catastrophe and having, like, a moment of silence?
3: That's, um, not trying to discount, but that's really not important anymore. I mean, it's like you have you have stuff that's going on now that people need to know. Um, you know, that's, that's You know, I understand remembering
2: nine eleven, but come on now. Yeah, but now you know in in New York, there's no way they're not going to um to recognize it. That's one of those it hit home type of things.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I
3: get that, but it's like you know, just like you don't want us to, you know, you know. But there's you know you you're telling everybody else, you have everybody focus on one area. It's like that's local news now, being that local will put it at the put it at the bottom, you know the little ticker tape thing at the bottom, and let's keep you know and let's keep what's what's going on in the rest of the world. Let's talk about that. I want to I want to see about the horse getting lost in traffic or or nothing like that. You know I want to know what's going on now.
2: I want to Even know. though it's a, it's a welcome district because Channel Seven yesterday. I mean it was like all day with the exception of they broke for the the um the baseball game. You know, they just they were just covering the, the hurricane, and it was just like, you know, like, um I don't know if you remember, like, with the 9-11 coverage, I mean, that's like all that was on TV for, you know, at least a week, you know, just like 24-7 nonstop, and it just got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore, you know. It's like, at that point, I was happy that I had cable, that I could, you know, like, switch to... To see something else because it just it just becomes like overload, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they kept showing the planes, you know, the well the second one anyway. They kept showing it hitting the the tower. And see, I saw it the first time. I saw it when it originally hit the tower because I was getting ready for work, and um, you know they they broke talking about because I had Good Morning America on and they were just saying that you know that the plane had hit the, you know, like the first tower, and they didn't know, you know, like what was going on or, you know, if it was on purpose or accident or whatever, and so they were covering it, and so they had the camera on the second tower when the second plane hit, so I saw it when when it hit, and I was like, oh, my God, that was on purpose, and so, you know, for them to keep showing it, like, every day, all throughout the day, I was like, I I just, I can't see it anymore, and even now, um, you know, like I'm sure sometime during the day, they'll have, like, um, like, remembrance or whatever, if they, if they show that plane, I just automatically look away. I just, I just can't. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And that's what they're doing now with, you know, like with Irma, they're, you know, yesterday it was on all day, so far today, um, you know, like all throughout the night, um, you know, it just becomes information. It just becomes too much. And then you have the, 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 the different correspondents out there, and then they ask some of the stupidest questions sometimes. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you're standing by somebody who's, like, just lost, like, their house and everything, and you're like, how do you feel? Really? <laughs> That's your question? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, good grief. Because they not think of nothing else. Like, I feel like going to Disney World. Want to go? Because <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that's just like the stupidest
1: question to me.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm
3: sorry, that was funny.
2: You know, and then you got these different... um you know, the different correspondents that are out there in this weather. Now you're telling people that they should have evacuated and if they didn't evacuate then they need to, you know, like to hunker down and, you know, to get off the streets and to, you know, in, in their houses and stuff to, to be in a room uh interior room with no windows, blah blah blah. But then you got the correspondents that are, you know, like outside, like one guy, he was on a balcony and he's holding on to to a rope to keep him from being swept off the balcony. It is like, okay <laughs> if people have been talking about it on Facebook, like, okay, are they are they all trying to get like trying to win some type of an award or whatever for coverage of the storm? Like, I don't know if it's worth my life. <clears throat> you get you get swept away. And the thing and like one guy, he was he was near the near the water. And so I'm like, okay. If that wind switches course (laughs) and sweeps your butt up in it, you are, it's just like bye-bye because cameraman ain't going to be do ain't going to be able to do anything but film you. Right. Because he didn't even have a rope. He was just, you know, like standing out in the grassy area um, you know, and you could see you know him fighting against the wind to keep his balance, and I'm like,
0: Mm-mm,
2: nope. I guess I'm guess I'm just too chicken. I'd be like, y'all want me to do what? No, I'm thinking I can't do that. <laughs> it's okay. Just you when know, when Harvey was first
3: starting, I was looking at the news, and I'm like, this dude is out there in the rain
1: because it was
3: starting to rain. He's getting drenched in water, mm-hmm. and he has to brace his feet against the wind. Just, to, I'm like, mm-hmm. and the people on the inside, like, well, thank you for that, whatever his name was. Get inside, yeah, where it's dry. Like, y'all made him go outside. Come on, I- y'all. Y'all thought it was a cool thing to go outside.
2: I mean, now, some, now, the weather people, you know, they really get into that stuff. I mean, but, but that's, you know, they enjoy that, you know. Um, and if it's something that you choose to do, I ain't understanding, but, you know, go it. But for, you know, the other journalists and that, I'm like, okay, why I got to do it?
1: <laughs> no, i good.
3: You could just send out the drone and, and call it a day. Okay.
2: See, I, I'd be the one that would be that would be inside telling the cameraman, okay, point out that window right there. Okay. Can you all see the way the wind is blowing? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> You're like, oh, oh my god. god no,
2: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you see how that wind is blowing? No, I'm not. Hey, <laughs> like, please.
1: Hey,
3: like, nope. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's I not that serious. No, it
2: really isn't. Yeah.
3: Really...
2: Mm. I'm not risk- risking my life for, for rating. Okay. Okay. And the first thing people were saying, like, "Why? I can't believe she was that stupid. To If it was that bad, she should have just stayed inside. Like, yeah, okay, How <laughs> you say that. Um. <laughs>
1: oh, my
3: gosh. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, uh, you could be fired. Oh, well, okay, well, we need look for another child because I ain't going out there.
2: Yeah, Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll be fired, but at least I'll be alive to be fired. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me think about that.
3: Hmm, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I'm so that's funny to me. (laughs) Uh, I was church yesterday.
2: It was good. Um, I can't remember the specific topic because he didn't really come out of um, a book in the Bible. Um, but I know he was um, talking about us, you know, like um, like about salvation and accepting God and. Um, recognizing our gifts and, um, you know, and basically like our purpose, you know, like, you know, it was more like a purpose sermon, you know, and um, and not, um, you know, and those of us who don't follow their purpose. And, and then, you know, you get Lisa who gave the story of the, 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 the chickens and the the eagle, um, where a baby eagle um, had ended up uh, being hatched in with the chickens. I don't know if the egg dropped or whatever the case may be, but um, even though it looked different, it was you know it was a baby eagle with the baby chickens, and so it was raised like a chicken you know pecking on the ground for his food and you know and so on and so forth and as it got older one day it saw um like a grown eagle like you know f- flying in the air and asked the other chickens like you know like what is that cuz that looks like me and you know the chickens was like oh that's an eagle um you know you'll never be you know like like that eagle and um and so the you know the the um the one that was raised with the chickens, you know, accepted that mindset and lived its whole life as a chicken. And even, you know, even though he knew, you know, that that something was different about him, never ventured out to, you know, like to truly find out like what it was that was different or whatever. And so, just lived and died, living his life as a, as a chicken. And um. Uh, you know because she, she was saying it that sam's um a sermon had reminded her of that of that story um and so that was interesting and Sam was talking about how mr davis um you know who was in church like all his life but didn't give his his um but didn't accept salvation until like about five years ago, you know, and he was like so what was his true purpose like all this time, you know that now you know, the man can barely walk, can barely remember his own name, and so has lived his life without um, you know, like walking in his true his true purpose because he never accepted God until, you know, only recently. At you know, mm-hmm. during the last days of his life. Mm-hmm. So it uh you know, it was it was like one of those food for thought. Um we are about to start recording the uh the church call though.
3: Oh good.
2: I got to um I need to set up a um I'm going to set up a separate uh TalkShow account for the church call. Okay. So then that way um people will be able to uh call in and and uh and hear it afterwards, you know, like if they miss it during the day, because sometimes, sometimes his sermons do be, you know, like pretty good, you know, you'd be like, wow. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yes, I got to get this, so I'm going to try and get that set up this week in time for, uh, for next week's, uh, church call. So, Mm -hmm. so the, the, um, It'll be the same talk shoe call-in number. It'll just be a different call ID. Okay. <clears throat> that's
1: awesome. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to set up one for the church call and then one for the medical call. Okay. Okay.
0: Because okay. That, one,
2: that one's kind of taken off as well. And um, you know it'd be a, it'd be a lot of information on there, and then it is interesting because um, Andre is usually on that call, and um, you know it's interesting that we're talking about um, ailments, and that, and you know from a biblical standpoint. And then you also have like a doctor's standpoint, and you know he talks about how they're taught, you know, and then versus the 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 biblical aspect of it, you know, because a lot of times when you, you know you know a lot of times people of science are just that of science if you cannot prove it to them. Um, you know or what have you then they they is just a bunch of hullabaloo to them Right. Um, yeah. you know, and so to to have um a doctor um a practicing doctor who sort of like you know is is having to like you know like to it's almost like straddling the fence, so to speak, because you know what you were taught, but then since he's also a man of God. Um, trying to incorporate that into it as well, and so the the I don't know. Have you ever been on a medical call? Oh yes, I can uh, uh, every yes. Okay, yeah. So they 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 become rather interesting.
1: Become
2: become rather interesting. So we shall. Um, So we'll, have, we'll we'll be recording that one also because I think Sam is gonna do it again next week.
3: Oh okay. Okay. So that's not an every week thing. Okay. I thought I was no. missing them.
2: No, I think you know the 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 intent is every other week, but then it just depends on what's going on. Okay. Okay. Mm. There's so many calls now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You can't even <laughs> keep them straight, Lord, I mercy. It's like all we do is talk on the phone. Like, what the heck? Like, what the heck? Um, the mastermind call is on um, is on hiatus at the moment, um, as they're trying to not only revamp that but trying to get that that incubator uh thing set up and so um you know they have they talk about that um on Sundays and then they're they're going to um really uh dig into it when um when they get together for for their conference in in um in Atlanta, and I know that's the the first weekend in October, the Columbus Day weekend. So the three of them will be down there together, and um, so they'll set some time aside. in um, to talk in that, um, so. Actually, I thought the mastermind call was going to start back this month, but it probably won't. So I'm just in the um. So on the, the announcements, I'm just going to say that the 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 mastermind call is on hiatus, and I'll let people know when it's coming back.
1: Okay. Okay. we we'll be waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be waiting for it.
2: Mm-hmm. so okay. it, um <clears throat> so, so it's like you know busy, 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 so I've got to get myself organized and um get back to to instituting some time management, <laughs> oh, yes.
1: You, yes, know, yes, you know,
2: yes. things that you don't want to do, and you keep putting them off and putting them off and putting them off, but they still need to be done, um, you know. And so this stuff just starts piling up, and then it's like, I don't want to do any of it. Um, <laughs> and I started I started a whole new to-do list yesterday, like, oh, good grief, this is just depressing. <laughs> so... um. I do. Oh, okay. They're showing that this, um, and oh, and then you got the people out. Oh wow, was that a news person that just got washed away, or was somebody standing out there trying to to take pictures or whatever, and and wave just came up and like just washed them away. Like okay, people,
3: seriously? <laughs> oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. And you got the looters. Now you That's only the part I don't even wait for your but then you're going to, you know, be breaking into these stores and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, like, in, I mean, and at the Foot Locker, they got crazy. It was a bunch of them at the Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. And you know they're going to have them on eBay. They're going to be selling those shoes on eBay. Well, mm-hmm. the ones that don't get arrested. Right. i just, and you know... Of course, they only showed um the looters that were black, of course, like there wasn't any anybody else out there right
3: and know, uh, i just I just think it's interesting um just to the extent that people are going to you know now that it's like everybody why are you still there? Mm -hmm. That's the part I don't get. For you to lose, that means that you stayed in an area
1: that you could potentially
2: die in. Yeah. I don't don't
0: understand.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, or um, how did you get to the spot where where you're looting cuz usually you know they try and go to like nice areas and you know break into those stores or those houses or whatever um and like what I saw like yesterday I guess it was um a place that didn't get like like a lot of a lot of flooding or whatever I mean it was raining and it was windy but they were still able to drive and so so you're wasting gas that's at a premium right now to go and commit a crime? No, they they wrote their bikes <laughs> <laughs> to <This is silly. laughs> No, they No, they showed them. They were they were in cars. Oh, <laughs> they, they were cars. Uh, uh, and it's like, but again, you're wasting gas that's at a premium to go and commit a crime. Are you serious? Like, oh my goodness. And then what happens if you come across a a, a roadway that, you know, that's, like, been washed out or whatever, then your behind could, you know, could potentially die or die as you were trying to steal some some damn gym shoes that you probably can't Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's how people are now. That's how people are. And like someone said, you know, they're not stealing food, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, I guess at least if they had broken into a grocery store, you could say, you know, that they were desperate, maybe they were hungry or, you know, whatever. But no, they weren't breaking into the grocery store. They were breaking into the Foot Locker.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we're not, we not having sauteed rubber or soul for dinner, so, mm-mm.
3: More okay. power to you. <laughs> that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, you know, one one lady, she was like, she wish she would have went and um and got money out the bank because she was like, because um, the, especially the guy that was on my, I found him on my timeline, and he was saying how. In one area, they were giving away food and clothes and water and and things, and then he said in another area they're making them pay for it.
2: Mm. And he and that, was like, "That's getting over." Yeah. So he was like, "How is
3: that?" He was like, "Don't give." He said, "He said if anything." And I was just like, it makes a lot of sense. He was like, don't get into them. He said, if you want to eat, because he lives down there, but he lives in the part of Texas that wasn't affected. Mm -hmm. And so he was just like, he was driving around. He was like, he said, well, why can't y'all just... He said, "I I would rather... If you want to donate, he said, it would make more sense for you to send your donation straight to Home Depot, straight to Lowe's or Menard's and open an account, you know, and create an open account and let the people, you know, draw off the open account. He said, because... These organizations that's asking for money, he said. They all they're doing is taking your name and information, and they're not really giving you anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that makes
3: sense. That makes sense. Because you <laughs> think your money is, you think you're doing something,
1: and it's it's not
2: going to the people. It's not going to the people. Yeah, because you got people saying, you know, like how much of the money that's donated actually goes to help and, you know, um, you know what the organization says versus what, you know, some of the reports that come out, you know, it's like two totally different things. And I know one of my classmates, she was like, you know, she doesn't donate to any of the, the big organizations, but if there's like a, you know, like a church that's uh, or like a local organization <clears throat> that is, you know, accepting uh, donations and they're going to, you know, like drive it down or whatever the case may be, should donate to something like that. Because the other thing that she's concerned about is like, you know, like how many of us are actually getting helped by these organizations? Right. You know, um, and so, so like when people be collecting, you know, like the water and the toiletries and, you know, and things like that, you know, she'll donate in in that regard um you know because she just feels that at least that's something that's that's going to to get to the people and to get to to some of us as well right exactly
3: exactly
1: cuz man that's right here you you try to you know <clears throat> people don't get help; they get desperate.
0: Mhm. They get desperate. And then you okay. always
2: have people that try and, you know, take advantage of the of the situation. I'm just like, you know, wow, what kind of, you know, what kind of person are you to try and take advantage of people? You know, like when when they're going through this. You know, like like the looters, um, you know, and then the people that pretend to be <clears throat> part of organizations trying to collect money, and you know, and that type of thing. It's like you're, you know, you're exploiting people during such a, you know, like such a rough time. It's like I don't, I don't see how people can can sleep with themselves, can look themselves in the mirror, in the eye in the mirror. <laughs>
3: Not trying to be funny, but very well. Like, yeah, you know, I guess you know, so. Cause they continue to do it, and it's just like, how? like can Like, how can you? How can you be so callous? But uh-huh. yeah, that's pretty much it. I can look through so straight in the eye, smile, wink, and go out the door. Like, yeah, another day, another dollar. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome um, They showed a group of people in Florida.
1: Was it Florida? And they had a praise and worship
3: service at the beach. I don't know if it was before Irma was supposed to hit or after had it had already passed or, or what. But they were sitting at the beach, and um, I was
1: an a praise and worship service. I was like, look at God,
2: you know. hmm And then you have the idiot. Um, some idiot in Florida who, you know, was bored and had too much time on his hands, Comes up with this thing about shooting at the at the hurricane, huh? And so the police actually had to make a statement telling people do not. I mean, because it was like a it was like thousands of people that were going to get together to shoot at the hurricane, and the police actually had to tell them do not shoot. At the hurricane, because uh, the wind will reverse the bullets and they will come back at you. Uh, I'm just like, it. what idiots! <laughs> so the person who posted, I was like, see, it just goes to show that stupidity has no no limits, and it's never lonely,
1: right? <laughs> Who does that? That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny, though. Think <laughs> like you really thought sh- what was shooting at going to do. The things people think of, man. That's funny. The things people think of. Huh. yeah so um
2: yeah it's it, you know it's just it's just ridiculous so you know not only do you got the nut who thought of it but then you know you got other nuts that were like oh that's a good idea I'll do it
1: mm-hmm jumping on
2: board okay <laughs> And then like in in Miami at one point, you know, the police were telling people, you know, like wherever you are to, you know, like to stay where you are because the police couldn't get out. So they were like, if you have an emergency, we won't be able to get to you. So if you got nutcases out there shooting into the hurricane and the bullets come back and hit them, they better hope that it's not fatal because they're going to die because emergency services cannot get to them. Right. You couldn't even get through to nine one one. I mean, because, you know, who's going to work?
1: Mm. Mm, 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 mm. That's crazy. That is. Crazy. Amen.
3: <laughs> oh, that's all I can say is amen. I, just, no. I, didn't, I didn't even hear about that one. I didn't even hear
1: about that one. It is you know, is <laughs> boggles the mind. Mm. It really does. All right.
2: How was your weekend?
1: Um, uneventful. Uneventful. <laughs> kind of. Oh, your sad. father was in town, right? He was in town. Um, he came in on. Friday, was that Friday he came in? Thursday, one of them. And um he came in for a funeral. His um his baby sister passed.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, so but he was so nonchalant about it, I was just like Okay, you know, like it was kind of like the way that he like, like the way he told my sister when it happened. She was like, they were on the phone for like 45 minutes and were about to get off when he goes, Oh, his, um, baby sis, that's what they call aunt,
0: uh, uh,
3: passed. And my sister was like, Wait. Well, hold up, you know, like that wasn't your lead off in the conversation. You're going to end the conversation with this information, you know, wow, and so um so yeah, so they they
1: left out um
2: yesterday the British. Oh, oh! He left out going back home. No, um, they left out yesterday
3: for the funeral. The funeral was today in um, in Michigan.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, it was in Michigan. So my sister went and he went, and um
1: and I was just like, sending my love, you know, sending my love.
3: And she was like, "You're not gonna go." I was like, "No," nah. I said, "Because I'm not working." <laughs> you know, I don't have the money to be going like that, you know. Right, because she was already saying she was like, she said, "Yeah," because I do have. She, she said, "You know what? Because because they had to find a motel, and he didn't say if he was gonna pay." Help pay for a hotel or nothing. So I was like, no. I said, and then about eating and all that stuff, I was like, no. I said, I'll I'll stay home.
1: I will stay home. You know, because she's been, she's been
3: a real, like, you know, too, with like helping out. You know, helping me get a couple of things in the house to eat and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm not gonna take a to too like, Oh yeah, I'm going.
1: Mhm. You know. So. Yeah. It's been it's been real. I
3: said we are so. I, I, I said we are the most. Laid back family I've ever known. Like we just, like yeah, you yeah, know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I you know, it's it's weird.
3: It's weird. I was reflecting on that this this you know this weekend. I was like, we just kind of
1: you know let things roll.
3: It's just I don't know. I don't know. I told her, we got to. She said we got to do better. I said we do have to do better. <laughs> How I don't know. We've been doing it for years.
2: I'm about but, to say times. It just it just is what it is. Yeah, we've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so are you gonna keep doing it for years? Because hey. That's that's how y'all roll.
3: Uh, but we can do
2: better. We gotta well, we do don't. better.
3: But will we?
0: Uh,
3: so, <laughs> well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Like I said, what was the last time I really like hugged my nieces and you know? I'll be like, yeah, I know I love you, right? It's like, yeah, you yeah, shut up, okay?
2: <laughs>
3: like that's how
2: we do. <laughs> I'm, I'm more demonstrative with my with my nieces and nephews than I am with my siblings. You know, I mean we we've gotten to the point where you know we'll like say I love you and that, but there's there's so much um tension that to me, especially like right now and with my with my sister under me, there's so much tension that the, the, the I love you is just disingenuous. And I stopped saying it. Um I mean you know, yes, <clears throat> I do love my sister and I don't want anything to happen to her and as bad as she has treated me, um I still pray for her, but the to constantly say, um, I love you, and no, I'm not going to say And then it's like when she says it, it's like almost like, yeah, I know I'm crapping on you, but I love you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. mm Because right now your love hurts. Keep it. Uh
0: Yeah,
3: I get that. I understand that.
2: So I um but it comes a lot easier with my with my nieces and nephews because I've done that since they were you know, since they were little. We didn't we didn't grow up with the you know, with the I love you all the time in the house. Matter of fact, I don't never remember my mother and stepfather saying I love you.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know. I told my sister, I
3: said, "When I really think about it. My mom was the only one that was kind of like, she didn't do a lot of hugs, but she did a lot of touching. And I found myself to be the same way. And my kids were like, ma. And I'm like, what? I (laughs) could touch if I want.
2: (laughs) Like my that's kind of creepy. Stop it. (laughs) That's funny.
1: That is funny. Oh, my, oh, my. <sighs> You're there? Sorry yeah.
3: about that.
1: <laughs> I, a phone
3: died. Uh-huh. I died. It just hung up. Oh, I mean, didn't touch
2: nothing. You're just <laughs> a number because she'll hit mute and don't realize and just be talking off a storm.
3: <laughs> no, I looked down
1: and um and the phone had just
3: disconnected. So oh like, wow! Hmm. All right. And, then, and I found out that whatever this carrier is, because it's through Walmart, I'm like, I either have to get on T-Mobile or Verizon or somebody else.
2: You oh, you got you got Straight Talk.
3: Um, I think it's no, no. It comes up as T-Mobile, but oh. like my sister says, she calls me. And my phone will go straight to voicemail. And I always have my phone with me. Mm -hmm. And
1: um, I'm like, no, the phone didn't ring. She's like, it
3: was was straight to voicemail like three times. Or they'll tell me they sent me a text message. And they'll be like, did you get it? And I'm like, I didn't get a text message. And the same thing, trying to send it out. Like I called you, you didn't get nothing. They say no. Say huh? I said so. My my carrier is picking and choosing for me who I can talk to and what I can get my messages. Really? <laughs> <laughs> who does that? Who is <sighs> purpose. But um,
1: email no. Um, let's do the Bible study for today. Um,
3: it's just the two of us. I was also checking to see who was who was on the call. So yeah, I just okay. looked also. yeah, it's just the two of us. So let's. Not that I'm not enjoying the conversation, but this is recorded.
0: I guess we'll go
3: ahead
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and do what the recording is supposed to be, even though I know all the information that we've talked about that people might not know. That is true. So um, <clears throat> if you can open us up and
1: place,
2: ma'am, bless you. Hold on.
3: I think I... I need one more comment. Okay. That's shit.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I thank you for this call providing us with a place to come together for fellowship and to learn and to share in your word, Father. Father, I just thank you and pray that anyone who takes the time to call in this morning or to listen to the call later will hear something on here that will help them, Father, in their walk with you. Father, we continue to extend our prayers to to all of our fellow citizens across this country that are going through various natural disasters to the people, in Mexico as well as South Africa, Father, there's just so much that is going on. It's, it's it's just information overload. Father, we pray that they are remembering to seek you first, last, and always as they are evacuating to safety. Father, we pray that they are receiving reliable transportation, food, water, and safe lodging. Father, we just thank you so much for providing for your children. Father, we pray for those that are that did not evacuate, we pray for their safety as well, that they are hunkered down, that they are safe, that they have provisions, and we pray that no one will try and take advantage of them during this time. Father, we thank you for all that we have. This is just a reminder that no matter how bad we have it, there's always someone that that has it worse. And Father, we just continue to pray for their safety and their wellness. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. amen. amen,
1: amen. Okay. Okay, or well, which one, which one? Mm. Okay. Um let's do this okay for it. Okay. All right, so I uh <clears throat> I'm sorry, hold on one second. Oh, I try. Oh, Zai Oh, heart sleeper boy Ooh. okay hmm okay yeah so okay I'm going to do this um we are I, I was gonna start in Matthew today. Um
3: but we're gonna go back a book. Um <clears throat> So if we can turn to Malachi. It's the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. And they called him a minor prophet because he, you know, you only know, have a couple of chapters. and But Malachi... He was the last prophet. It was the last time that, um, God spoke to the people before he went silent. So we're going
1: to see, um,
3: because pretty much that's where we are now. You know, he's sending his messengers out,
1: and he's, you know,
3: warning, giving us warning after warning. And, um, you know, like we always say, there's nothing new under the sun. So in a minute, he's going to go silent. And... Um, we need to know
1: what's going on, you know, pretty much. So, um, yeah, so let's try to Malachi and see what and see what that says, the Lord. Um, so In my in my Bible, it's
3: um, t- the first chapter. The first section says the fall of Edom shows God's love. So, um,
1: so it says in
3: first chapter first verse, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord. Yet you say, wherein have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord. Yet I love Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness, whereas Edom says, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of wickedness and the people against whom the Lord has a nation forever, and your eyes shall see, and you shall say, the Lord will be magnified from the border of
1: Israel. And when, you
3: talk, when, you, when we go back and look at the story of Jacob and Esau, again, the distinction is the life. Esau gave up his birthright for a bowl of stew, not that Jacob had clean hands, but just like any other um just like any other you know like David it's like, it's not what was what he did in the past, it's what he did after that God. Is expounding on. So, even though Jacob was the trickster at first, when it was all said and done, Jacob did what he was supposed to do. He was obedient, and he, you know, he followed the way, the the truth of whatever the commands of God are. As far as Esau is concerned. Because he gave up his birthright, it's like we don't know all of what he did behind the scenes because he now he was angry and he was bitter, even though him and Jacob reconciled years and years later him all that he did all that he gave up for flesh was basically um, an example for us to know that that's always going to be the choice. So a lot of people now are talking I make that make <clears throat> about what's going
1: on today. What's
3: going on today is you see all the devastation that's going around And if they tell you
1: that you have to choose between,
3: you know, getting, you know, denying God or you have to choose between your, you know, what's right and what's wrong. So say about food you you have to choose between getting the mark getting the um the 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 uh the microchip or eating and you know what the microchip is going to do like it says on the microchip like you can't go to church and all this other stuff but you'll be able to eat and, you know, go and buy your food and get your medical and all this other stuff, which one would you choose? And it's like that's pretty much how Jacob, the story of Jacob and Esau was. What's more important,
0: your your
3: you know, gaining the whole world and, and losing your soul or being able to eat? but denying Christ. And so we have to look at, you know, have to look at that whole situation like that. How much people are going to give up just for a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter? What are you going to be willing to give up to not worship God or say, God bless you, or say, I believe in Christ? because that choice and that distinction is coming, and a lot of us are not ready to be able to stand and say, you know, I'm going to stand for Christ. It says um, in the next section, oh, um, it references Psalms, thirty five and twenty seven. And in Psalms thirty five and twenty seven
1: it says thirty five. just are sticking together,
3: sorry. Okay. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And so so he's just saying, God wants us to prosper, but in God's way and not our own, which is what Esau was doing. He chose, he chose to, to quench his hunger, his way, instead of God's way, because God will provide for us. God will provide for us. I told my sister, I said, push come this job. I said, we got to be like that little woman. You know, and 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 be like, Lord, stretch this can of corn that has never run out. You know, I mean, we're going to have to stand on His word now more than ever before. We're going to have to do that.
1: Um, verse six.
3: The sin. Um, this section is called the sins of the priesthood. <clears throat> and understand that the priests were of the tribe of Levi, they were made up of the tribe of Levi, and the people depended on the priests to go to God for them <clears throat> and make the sacrifices brought to atone for any sins, so they were constantly going to the um you know, they were constantly making sacrifices every day. And then not even just every day, but they had the special sacrifices and things of that nature. So for the priesthood to have sins, that meant that there was nobody who was able to go to God. There was nobody who could go into the Holy of Holies to the mercy seat because they they, were, they had sin on their hands as well. So it says, um, the sins of the priesthood. verse 6, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? This is God talking. He's like, if... If the son honors the father and the servant his master, and if I be the father, where is my honor? So that means nobody was honoring God at this time. And how is it now when you look out, you know, rarely on the TV, even with the TV preachers, some of them are honoring God kind of with what they say. Some of them are not. You can tell by the word that they give and the fruit that you see if they're honoring God or not. And so we're we're back at the time again, back at the time where God is just like, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna just be quiet in a minute. Y'all not listening to me
1: anyway. He says.
3: Um, and if I be a master, where is my fear? My respect? Where's where's respect I'm supposed to receive? I'm not getting respect or honor at this point," said the Lord of Hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name, and ye say, "Wherein have ye despised your name? Ye offer a polluted bread." upon my altar and you say wherein have we polluted thee? In that you say the table of the Lord is contemptible and if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame in the sick, is it not evil? And so it says offer it now unto thy governor Will he be pleased with you, or accept thy person? Says the Lord of Hosts. And so, what this is saying, he says that they're not honoring him and respecting the the way that they're supposed to. The, the sacrifices they were supposed to come to him with were meant to be without blemish. The goats, the the bulls. There was a certain way that it was supposed to be presented to God, and they were not doing it. So they were bringing him blind and sick and lame um, sacrifices and saying, Lord, we're still giving you what you're asking for. And he said, but this is not how it was supposed to be presented to me. I told you what I wanted and how I wanted it, but you're not doing it. And so when you look at even what the ministers are doing now, okay, you're telling people to bring their tithes into the storehouse, but when I say honor the Sabbath, you say it's okay to worship on the Sunday. How does that work? You're not honoring me. You're not respecting my word. Or... I tell you that um, sex before marriage, sex without marriage, homosexuality, all of that is an abomination to me because you're not honoring the body I gave you. And now you're telling the congregation, oh, God knows your heart. No, you're you're not honoring or respecting the word that I already gave. So how can you tell me that you don't you don't you don't despise me if you're not giving me if you're not representing me or honoring me the way that you're supposed to?
1: Before I go any further, any comments?
2: Questions What verse are you on now? I am going to verse 9. Okay.
3: Okay. And it says, and now I pray you, beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. And so this is Malachi telling the people, it's time for y'all to start, you know, telling God to be, you know, not to be angry. Ask him for forgiveness. Um. This has been by your means, will he regard your person, said the Lord of hosts. Who is there even among you that will shut the doors for nothing? Neither do you kindle fire on my altar for nothing. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. And so, God is telling the priests, no longer will your your sacrifices be received because you're not supposed to get paid, you know. You're not supposed to get paid to open the doors. You're not supposed to get paid to do an offering, but this is what you're having the people do. I already, because the thing is, God had set up, a way for the priest to be honored and to be able to have, and, you know, they were supposed to be cared for already. So why are you telling my people they got to pay you to open the door of the temple? Why are you telling them they got to pay for you to do a sacrifice? That's That's not how I have it set up. So whatever you bring to me now, I will not accept it. Now bring it to the now bring it to now it's like um, I don't knock the um you know how you have a book you know that you know you have some of these ministers who are authors and things of that nature, but what I don't understand is why are you trying to make such a profit off of it. There's one minister I started following just because he made his sermons
1: free. He has books and stuff
3: that he sells, but the sermons that he does are for free. So it's just like I, I, I respect that because he's letting the word of God be free. But he's like the other stuff that... The other revelations that he received, he put them in the book. And he was like, now, this book is a compliment to the, you know, to the sermon, and I'm offering it for X amount of dollars. But for you to tell me I have to pay you for prophecy, I have to pay you, you know, for $35, you can have the DVD. If I had the money... Why would I you know it's just but when you want tithes and offerings on top of that? It's just like you are now studying the word of God when the word of God is actually free. So you're 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 showing God in a totally different light. And God is saying, No, that is I have no pleasure in that. I have no pleasure in what you're doing. And said, neither will I accept an offering at your hand. Verse 11, for from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place any sin shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathen, says the Lord of hosts. So he says, Because the Gentiles received what I gave. So now he's he's talking about us, not Israel, but us. And he's saying they're honoring
0: me the way I
1: told them to honor me. They're doing
3: what I told them to do. So, you know, I'm going to accept what they do, but I'm not going to accept what you do. Because you know better. They are just learning, but you know better. I've been talking to you and your generations for years, and now this is how you do me,
1: you know. Verse
3: 12, but you have profaned it. And that you say, the table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even his meat, is contemptible. You said, also, behold, what a weariness is it, and you have snuffed at it, says the Lord of hosts, and you have brought that which is torn, which was torn, and the lame, and the sick, thus you brought an offering. Shall I accept this of your hand? says the Lord. And so again he's saying, you know, you profaned everything that I told you to do. You bringing me this you're bringing me that which I told you is not acceptable in my sight. The lame you you bring me wilted fruit and you just give me whatever and expect me to accept it? No, that's not going to happen. He said, but curse is be the deceiver which has in his flock a male and vowed and sacrifice unto the Lord, a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts and my name is dreadful among the heathen. And so basically he said, You deceived. You have you uh this goes back to Ananias and Sapphira. You have you made a vow to do the offering the correct way, but you bring me a
1: lame blind
3: leprosy-driven, whatever animal, but in your flock, you have exactly what you know you're supposed to bring to me, and you didn't bring it. You could have kept
1: the offering in. My Bible references Psalms 47 and 2. And in Psalm forty seven and two it says again. It says for the For the
3: Lord most high is terrible, and he is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue, this is verse 3, he shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. Verse 4, and he shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob whom he loved. And so again, it's about choice. It's about choice. Are you going to just give God whatever and expect him to bless it? Or are you gonna be the child of obedience and do what he says do? Give him his give him his due. Not just throw some stuff together, but actually give him what is what is his, what is rightfully his. If it's tithes, if it's your time, I mean, right like now, make it personal, I'm not able to tithe because I have nothing to give. So what do you do? You give your time, you give your talent, you give, you know, Maybe that means you, you know, go to church and do something around the church. It's like, what are you going to offer to him? If nothing, that's fine too. Just don't make a vow that you're going to do something to honor him and then not do it to the best of your ability. That's what I get out of that. Don't vow that you're going to do this. And then just basically half do it and and offer it and be like, This is unto the Lord and it's like you said I was gonna get a prime rib with, you know, um Julian potatoes and asparagus, but all you gave me was a hot dog, some powdered potatoes and streaming is not the same thing. It's not the same thing. So how can you present that and say, you know, that it is? And God is like, no, there's a difference. There is a
1: difference. Chapter 2,
3: heading in my book says, the warning to the priesthood. So this is a warning to... Just not the priests then, but the ministers now. And what makes it so bad is that a lot of ministers, they go into seminary and they only do the, I don't want to say the cliche scriptures, they only do the scriptures that are mainstream that everybody knows. Rarely do you see them go into the minor prophets rarely do they even touch on the major prophets. They kind of like stay in the New Testament, but the New Testament doesn't. The New Testament doesn't go back to the foundation of the church. The foundation is in the Old Testament. The actual building of the church is in the New Testament because the church is us. And our foundation is the Old Testament. So when we put everything together, it's
1: all the books of the Bible,
3: and then some that we don't even have that were lost, or the you know when they put it together they said it it didn't go with what was being said. But that's that's something for later. But um. So, um, chapter 2, verse 1, the one to the priestesses. says, Now, O oh, you priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear and if you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you and will curse your blessings.
0: Yea, I have
3: cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung among your faces, even the dung of your solemn peace, and one shall take you away, and one shall take you away with it. And so, here God is warning them. He's like, if you're not gonna hear what I'm saying
1: and in terms of what you're doing,
3: then everything that you do is, is is not gonna prosper, it's not gonna work. And how many churches have we found where um you know in the recent years where the churches have broken up because of what the minister, the head pastor, did. You know, because of whatever he did or said or his act. You know, it's like you're. It was a. There was a curse put upon that church. So the, the the members scattered. They didn't know where they wanted to go. Some of them. Went and it was like, I'm not going to go to church anymore. So, so much happens when the head, the minister, decides not to do the right thing before the eyes of the Lord.
1: He says, um,
3: verse 4, and you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, that my covenant might be with Levi which is the priest, says Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me or for the respect which he showed me or was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and did turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. And so right there, that tells you what the minister is supposed to do. The minister is supposed to be the one that voices the law of truth, the words of the Lord, the
1: Bible, the way it is.
3: This is what God is trying to tell us even now. If the minister isn't giving us the full word of God, that he's not, he's he's anti-Christ, he's anti-God.
1: You cannot chop up
3: the word of the Lord and say, and then give it to the people and say, this is what God is saying, and take it totally out of context because you want people to be comfortable the Word of God is not meant to make us comfortable it's meant to give us instruction, and then where we are where we are wrong is meant to correct us so if you're not if you don't need instruction and you don't need correction, you need encouragement, so you still need the truth of the Lord.
1: excuse me. You still need the truth of the Lord to come to you so that you can be edified. That's
3: like somebody overweight coming to you and saying, how does this outfit look? And they have on the outfit three sizes, not one size, three sizes too small. And you said, oh, you look fine.
1: Knowing they look a mess, knowing they're
3: a mess, knowing they're messed up and letting them go out among the people, or even you are you have gone down a road where it's washed out, and instead of warning the car that's coming towards you. Not to keep going that the road is washed out. You're like, oh, they'll figure it out for themselves, and you keep going. Why would you do that? And that's what the priests were doing. They were they were not they were not doing
1: their work correctly. And so God was letting them know, I see what you're doing, and it's not right. It says, <clears throat> verse
3: 8, but you are departed out of the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people according as you have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law.
1: And so the law was very simple.
3: The law was very simple. Like, again, like with the Ten Commandments, okay, you justify letting the people have graven images, how? When I've already told you, no graven images; that you should not worship any graven image. But there's graven images all over the church. Or, I've said no work on the Sabbath, but yet you work on the Sabbath. But you don't work on the first day of the week. Is that being obedient? No. So he's saying you're 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 doing you're only doing part of the law that's that's okay with you, but I'm telling you to tell my people to work the full law that way they they know what their choices are, but you're basically and that's how they are now you're taking the choice away from my people because you're not giving them the full truth. And so um, my Bible references 1 Samuel, the second chapter, and the 30th verse. And it says um, in First Samuel, the second chapter, and the 30th verse, wherefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father shall walk before me forever, but now the Lord says, be afar from me for them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be
1: lightly esteemed. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was trying to figure out how far I should go in this. Um. Okay,
3: behold, the days come that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house, that there should not be um an old man in your house. And so basically everything that,
2: because the old
3: men at that time were the ones who gave
1: Perpetuate it. I want to say that's the word, but make sure that the younger people
3: understood the word of God. That that so that His word would continue on and on, even even as you know. So the traditions and the laws and everything were 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 made known to the younger generation from the older generation, but from what this is saying in First Samuel 2nd chapter from the 30th to the 32nd verse, he's saying, I'm going to cut off the old man from among you. So you're basically, again, we have to study to show ourselves approved. We're going to have to find out who God is for ourselves. Because basically he's warning us even here. He's warning the priests as well as us, the the, the sons and daughters of God, some priests, some ministers are not going to give you the full truth. So you're going to have to go into the word for yourself. You're going to have to go from milk to meat for yourself. That's where the Holy Spirit, the mentor that that Sam always brings up, comes in. He'll be the one to, to open up the word of God for you so that you will get the full understanding of what God is, who God is, who is Christ, who is the Holy Spirit, who you are, what your role is. All of that will be open to you when you go into the word for yourself. Because some priests, not all of them, he's not saying all priests, but some priests are not in the way because they are not giving the full truth. They're not showing, the. they're not giving the whole word of God to the people. Any questions, comments before we go any further? No,
1: I'm good.
3: Okay, so we're going to verse 10 in the second chapter of Malachi. And it says in the title in my book says, The Warning to the Unfaithful. And he says, have we
1: not all one father? Has
3: not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Just right there, if God is the, if, if God created all of us, that means we're brothers and sisters, cousins, if you will. We're all cousins. Somewhere down the line, we're all related. You know, we might all be different shades, but we're all related. And so that being said, why do we deal treacherously with each other? Why can't we live, you know, honestly and in peace with each other?
1: Because everybody doesn't
3: want to be, live, the way that God had planned. God has planned for us to live in harmony. So, again, there are those who are willing to sacrifice to live the way he says to live, and there's those who who are just like, I'm going to do my own thing, and that's where chaos ensues. And it says in verse 11, has dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem, for Judah has profaned the holiness of God, which he loved, and has married the daughter of a strange God. And so that's the thing. I mean, look at what the church is doing now.
1: We are accepting pieces of everybody else's beliefs
0: to
1: accommodate
3: them, to accommodate them. And God God is just like, no, that's not what my holiness is about. You can't come before me. Because now you have taken on a strange God, a God that's not me, but coming before me, praising me.
1: Like you praise that God,
3: that's not going to work. Because I said you're not going after any other God, but now you have you have gone and married. Not just follow, but you marry the daughter of a strange god. The Lord will, verse 12, the Lord will cut off the man
1: that does this. He'll cut off the man
3: that does this. And so if you're praying to Mother Mary or you're, you know, a Buddhist, And you're saying, or you're going, doing whatever, Hare Krishna, anything that's not God, he's saying, i got to cut you off. It's as simple as that. That is not me. And I said, don't go after any other God but me. Those guys are little G-O-D, but I'm El Shaddai. I'm the big God. I'm the, I'm the everlasting Father. I'm I'm the creator of the heavens and the earth. What are what you following them
1: for? I created them.
3: So how are you going to go after them and not me? I don't get it. So, I you no, know, I will cut you off. That's basically what you said. I will cut you off. The master and the scholar out of the tabernacles of Jacob and him that offers an offering unto the Lord of hosts. Verse 13, and this have you done again, nothing new under the sun, and this have you you done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and with crying out. Inasmuch that he regards not the offering anymore or receives it with the goodwill at your hand. Yet you say, Wherefore? you said, but why aren't you gonna why aren't you gonna accept our our crying out? Is this person that but we're crying out to you now? Come on, God, help me out, you know? Yeah, we're not this strange, God. Yeah, I didn't give you the offering that you deserved. Yeah, I didn't respect you as I, I should have. But I'm doing it now. I'm crying.
1: And he said, nah.
3: And he says, because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth against whom you don't trust Yet is she your companion and the wife of your covenant. And did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the spirit. And wherefore what? That ye might seek a godly seed. Therefore take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord the God of Israel says that he hateth putting away. So this is basically saying, Go back. Like in Revelation it says, go back to your first love, the the the, the love of your youth, before you started dealing with these strange gods. Basically when they were younger they knew
1: who God was so
3: you have even today a lot of the older people who are turning away from God they knew who God was they 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 felt God they
0: experienced
3: the miracles of God But as they got older, something switched off for them, and they went after strange gods and other wives. And God was like, go back. Go back and look and see. He says, for the Lord God of Israel said, in verse 16, for the Lord, the God of Israel said, that he hated putting away. Divorce
1: for one covenant for one
3: covereth violence with his garment, saith the Lord. Therefore, take heed
1: to your spirit
3: that you deal not treacherously. And it references Matthew 5
1: and 32. And it says
3: here in five and thirty-two of Matthew, it says, "But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causes her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced commits adultery." And so. God is letting us know that the only reason the only reason why I will give you up is for your fornication because you have dealt treacherously with me. You have gone and and lain down with another God, maybe not in the sexual sense. But you have gone and, and did the things for that God that I would not
1: have you
0: do.
3: So
1: thinking about um thinking about even now, you know, how
3: they do abortion and you know, and 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 shacking up and things of that nature. All those things go against what God said He accepts. That's considered fornication, and His eyes, because you are dealing treacherously with His word, with His law, and He's like,
1: "Why are you doing this?" So I ha- I can't, uh,
3: uh-uh, I can't deal with you. Go on now shoot the hand movement everything gone get yourself right first
1: Mm -mm. verse
3: 17 um this starts a different section and it's titled the sending of the messiah and it says you have wearied the lord with your work with your words he says Yet you say, "Where have we wearied him?" when you say, "This is the answer, when you say, "Everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he is and he delights in them, or where is the God of judgment? that's a mouthful right there. that is a mouthful right there. Because this is definitely what's going on now, he said. Where have we worried them by saying that anyone that does evil is good in the sight of the Lord? And is that not what's going on now? Where every good, every evil thing that they're doing, they're justifying it. They're finding, finding part scriptures, not even whole
1: scriptures,
3: but part scriptures that justify what they're doing, from discrimination down to violence, down to lying and larceny, you know, and and just and just doing evil. And the church the church especially the RC church is like, no, you're good. It doesn't matter if you don't believe the way we believe. You're okay. You're fine.
1: And it's like, no, you're not fine. And so
3: it references Isaiah 43 and 24. It says, you have brought me no sweet cane with money, neither have you filled me with the fat of your sacrifices. But you have made me to serve with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities. 25, I, even I, am he that blotted out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. But the thing is, you have to, when when he blocks out your transgressions, that means you're asking for forgiveness. You have to ask for forgiveness and, and know that what you're doing is wrong. But with the priest, if they're not telling you, that but that's no longer an excuse because God has said, I wrote my law in your heart, your conscience, your conscience, your subconscious, your what that you get that prick in your spirit that tells you this is wrong
1: the first time and you feel bad about it.
3: And you're like, man, I shouldn't have did that. But then you go and do it again, and you go and do it again. Then after a while, you're just like, it's okay. I'm okay, you're okay. It's, It's all good.
1: That's not God. That's you accepting that even though it's wrong,
3: you're okay with it being wrong because now you no longer feel guilty doing it. But it's when a light is shined upon your wrongdoing, and, you, and it's it's, it's um, brought back to your remembrance that it's wrong that you get upset, that so you still know that it's wrong.
1: But now you don't want anybody to point that out to you. Any questions, comments? No, dear, okay, one more, and then I' gonna um I'm gonna be done um, Chapter Three, because
3: this is the awesome part. He lets us know. Even here, behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in,
0: behold,
3: he shall come says the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering and righteousness. Now, it says, then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord. Because at this point, we're
1: all going to be priests. That's
3: in the new testament all the sons and daughters of God are priests not just one you don't have to go through a priest anymore because Christ is the he's the he's the head priest he's the one that that was sacrificed he was the ultimate sacrifice He's the high priest. He's all of that. So we're all priests. Every believer is a priest.
1: So we'll be able to, we're going to be purged and refined and purified because
3: of the righteousness of the offering of Christ. He said in verse 4, then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years, and I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against the false swearers, and against those the oppressors the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, says the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord and I change not. Therefore you, sons of Jacob, are not consumed. And so
1: because that we're priests, his judgment for us
3: against would be against those who are against the sorcerers. You know, just like you said, the liars and the oppressors and all of those. The judgment would be swift for the priest's sake. But the thing is, we need to know what our authority is. We need to understand that we're priests, and a lot of us don't get that. We are priests of the Most High God. Christ is the High Priest. He sits at the right hand of God. So there is the altar, and everything else is is the altar of our heart.
1: The altar is our heart.
3: The Holy Ghost is 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 what sends, you know, what gives us the utterance, helps us to remember the words of the Lord as we pray, as we praise, as we worship, so that we will pray for we'll pray correctly, we'll we'll go in the right posture, we'll go in the right in the right state of mind, with the correct way. So that we
1: don't offend God, and they reference several
3: scriptures. We won't turn to those, but they reference Numbers twenty three nineteen, Romans eleven twenty nine, James one and seventeen. And Lamentations 3 and 22.
1: We're going to finish out. Um,
3: Okay. So verse 7, it says the title of this section is called Sins of the People. It says, even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, where shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But wherein have we robbed you, you say, in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now, here will says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been stout against me,
0: says the Lord,
3: yet you say, What have we spoken so much against you?
0: You have said
3: it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. And that day would I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serve God and him that serve him not. And so not only are the sins of the people about the tithes, but their words because here's the thing i've heard the the the, the have you robbed god for part forever but i've never heard the second part
1: of this chapter so it's not just because of the tithe that you rob god but your words it is vain
3: to serve god you have people that say, Girl, going to church every day and or even being on the call every day is a serving of God or saying God bless you or giving of your time and talent and you and you're giving it to honor God and they're like, Girl, it's vain to serve God and you're like, No, it's not And they're like, Girl, yeah. Okay. God has taken note it says
1: here a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name not just not just
3: in passing but thought so really it's like What can I do to honor God
1: today? What can I, how
3: can I honor him with my lips? How can, you know, the thing is, it's the little things. I tell my daughter all the time, I say, it's the little things. It don't have to be nothing big. Just saying, I love you, Lord. That lets him know and your heart is in it, your your mind is in it. It's not just an all in. Oh, I love you, Lord, but just heart felt, all in. Just in that moment, you're a hundred percent focused on the Lord, and you're like, Lord, I just, I just love you, and I appreciate you. You're awesome. You know, just. I just, there's no other word, but hallelujah. Anyhow, Lord, you're just great and greatly to be praised. The praise and worship of of him, that's when he's looking for obedience and faith and trust are all things he's looking for from his sons and daughters. And if we say we're his sons and daughters, He's looking for us to act that way and not just say, give lip service. Chapter
1: 4, verse 1, and this
3: it says the coming day of the Lord. <clears throat> for behold, the day comes that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that
1: fear my name, that respect my name, shall the Son of Righteousness
3: arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as cows of the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember, remember, that's that's really big thing with God, remembering him. Remembering all that he has done, all that he has done for you, all the you know all the stuff that has that has been done for us already that if we just understand the authority that he has given us by the righteousness of Christ, we have to when we remember that and remember God all those things all the other things shall be added, shall be added. Remember you, the law of Moses, my servant, excuse me, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and the judgment. Israel is really a representation of those who are set apart to God, Israel was an example, is an example even to this day of those who are willing to be set apart from, because if you notice through the whole Old Testament, it was Israel and everybody else, but everybody else went after other gods.
1: They didn't see God as God
3: and so that's the difference that God wants so the Christian is Israel we're set apart there's there's only one law there's only it's not two different laws it's only one law
1: and it it might be worded
3: different. In the New Testament, but it's the same law, the same ordinances, the same thing that he said in the Old Testament is the same thing for the New Testament. And he's just like, when you remember this, you are supposed to be set apart from the world. You and the world are always going to be at odds. But I need you to remember that. Remember the statutes and the judgments. He says, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with the
1: curse. And so, um, verse 5,
3: it references Exodus 20 and 3, Deuteronomy 4 and 10, and Psalms 147 and 19. And verse five references Zechariah fourteen
1: twelve and Zechariah five and three, and so
3: we just reading this, you know. I've, I, to, to be honest, I'm floored because. You know, we are, you know, always been, I've been saying to the youth at my church, you know, there's, there's
1: nothing new under the sun.
3: And they, um, and I even got them saying it, We they were like, all right, Sister Felicia, we get it. There's nothing new under the sun. I'm like, so. You know, I don't think, I don't know why I think it's something new. And I was, um, you know, and the thing is, even the world knows that there's nothing new under the sun. And understands that. And, you know, the philosopher even put it in a worldly kind of way. He was like those who, are not aware of history are doomed to repeat. There is so much that we have to understand about the Word of God and the old, you know, in the in the history that He gives us in His Word. That if we if if our ministers when they went to the seminary were instructed to give the whole word of God and not just little snippets. We as believers would be more equipped with what we need to go out into the highways and byways. Not just that. When we, Those who, you know, those who are even skeptical now would know that based on history,
0: this is what happened,
3: so that the warning is clear, that the warnings are very clear even to them. But because history is is altered so much or deleted, changed and rearranged
1: to fit a scenario, we lose out we lose out and so unfortunately history is about to repeat itself
3: and it's a crash landing you know it's it's a crash waiting to happen it's not if but when and we as believers need to be ready for it
0: spiritually mentally and physically
3: so this line is is truly a blessing because God has made it so that we understand it's not just a spiritual thing, it's a mental and physical thing as well. And that is the end of our Bible
1: study. Any questions, comments,
2: concerns? (laughs) Complaints out there too? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I am good. I am good.
0: Yeah.
3: So I, I, know I was, I was talking to my dad the other day, and um, you know, like Labor Day, that part of history, I was like, I, you know, um, and it falls in line with the teaching. I never knew the history behind Labor Day. I never knew the history behind Labor Day. I mean, I knew it was about labor, but you've never heard anybody go into detail about how it became a day. And so,
1: um, we we did a.
3: Uh, I had my son. He had to answer the. The questions. I had some questions about Labor Day,
1: um, and we Google Labor Day, and it started
3: here in Chicago. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. And. Check this out. It started on the south side of Chicago. Oh wow! Huh. Exactly. And so I was like, "Wait a minute!" I said, "Hold up." So I, I I I didn't read I I I read most of it, but I was just floored because people died.
1: And I'm like, but you don't hear this in
3: the history.
1: You <laughs> just told
3: you got this day off right? because of the, the labor force. And so, you know, but the history behind it, and, and tell me this does not sound like where we're going now. The history behind Labor Day is that, check this area,
0: the Permian
3: area, I went to school at Corliss and I passed Pullman every day for four years. And nobody never told, I could never understand why this building just sat there empty all this time. It's a historical area, but they never tell you why. They they, they talk about, it's about the trains, but so much more. Happened in that area than just about trains.
1: Oh, in the Pullman
2: area.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: And that's where they were they started. And with the I'm Pullman like,
1: porters, huh?
3: With the Pullman porters, with the it wasn't even the porters. It was um, it was the porters and the engineers and all of the workers of the Pullman train um, company. And it was saying how Pullman who owned the train company, and I I always thought it was a good idea. If you're a company that big, and you have that many workers, you should have a store, a hospital, and, and, and apartments and houses
0: for them to work
3: in, and that's basically how it was set up. Pullman area, all those houses and everything over there were all all for the workers. Okay. And so it was saying how, um, I guess, at the time of the Depression, that um, he lowered their wages, but he didn't lower the cost of living, Mm. and so they still had to pay rent. Even though they were the workers, they had to pay rent in the apartments and the houses that he supplied. So they still had to pay rent. They still had to pay groceries and all the utilities and all of this. And so they were like, we can't do
0: this. You're not paying
3: us enough. You you didn't cut our wages, but you didn't go down on the rent. So how are we supposed to live? And so he wouldn't listen to the people. And what ended up happening was um, that's when they went on strike. And so he decided to bring people who were willing to cross the picket line to come and you know, because that's when unions were created
0: because mm-hmm. of what he
3: did. And so um when he had bought tried to bring people in to cross the picket line, fighting ensued and then because of the fighting they bought in the army and once the Army became,
1: you know, part
3: of it, basically a mini war was created. And so um, some people got killed, and eventually um, his peers, the Pullman's peers, told him he needs to sit down and talk to the labor force. And I was like, all this happened, and this started in Chicago. And, and, you know, and so in remembrance of that was when they created the whole Labor Day thing. And I was like, oh, wow. And I said, and that's what's happening now. You have people... You know, there's nothing new under the sun. You have people who, you know, even though they say that the workforce is stronger than ever, which is a lie, you have so many people who are working minimum wage jobs, but you're not willing to bring down the cost of living to match what people are making on average. So if the average cost, it is not like they don't know the statistics. They know people are working two and three jobs to try to make ends meet. So it's not like you don't know. So if you know that the average family is only making $30,000 a year, then that means you need to make the companies
1: bring their prices down.
3: Why are you letting them bring their prices up? And then you're taxing soft drinks and water and feminine products and all this and and bringing up the real estate tax and all these other things. and and making people get insurance. So they have nothing to live on, which causes them to get angry, which causes all the looting and the other stuff. You know where this is going. Eventually something's going to happen, like all the other stuff with with the hurricanes and stuff, that means insurance is gonna go up.
1: With the breach on
3: Equifax,
1: that means the insurance is gonna go up. So what are the people supposed to do?
3: And therefore that means something is going somebody's gonna drop off and that's gonna be it. And the rich are going to be like, Whoa, well, we're just going to go in our bunkers and we'll come out when it's all over. You know, we got ours. Y'all be all right. We'll be all right. You know, y'all fight it out. And whoever is left standing, yay. You know, and that's the sad part because we're not ready. So we as believers need to need to really start listening to the Holy Spirit and letting Him guide us and what we need to do to be prepared, both you know, mentally, spiritually, spiritually, and physically.
1: Amen. Amen. And that's the end of our Bible study for today. That is the end. Um, let's pray. Oh, Lord. Father God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the Word.
3: We thank you that you have given it to us to instruct and correct and encourage us to do better, be better, and get closer to, um, get closer in our relationship with you by your sacrifice, by your grace and mercy, and your loving kindness. We're able to do this Bible study. We're able to go on a call every day and talk about who you are
1: so that we can increase
3: our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of your expectation of us and for us. And so, Lord, as we end this Bible study, we just thank you for your word that there's more to you than meets the eye, and
1: it's given a deeper depth and a richer look of who our God is.
3: Lord, forgive us any trespass, anything that was. Anything that we've done that has that was um, an error in your sight,
1: show us so that we don't make the same mistake two or three times over and over.
3: And what we thank you for, we thank you for the forgiveness that you give us until we get it right. Thank you for your patience. And loving kindness.
1: We pray for all the youth.
3: We pray for Sam, his three 90 year olds, and his daughter. We pray for our seven degrees of preparation. We pray for prayer and ministries, the trauma center church, business, last one, and health. We pray for all the ministers who are yours, our brothers and sisters, near and far, going through their
1: own issues, trials, and tribulations.
3: And we just speak that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, Plague, allergy,
1: cancer, tumor, from
3: bacteria, viruses, chemical, fungal, man made, or bug bite, parasite. That's it against the pancreas, the liver, kidneys, heart, brain, veins, arteries, bones. shall come against us and prosper. No confusion, doubt, fear, Alzheimer's, dementia,
1: shall come against us and prosper. Lord, you have given us, you have not given
3: us the spirit of fear, but of sound mind. I can never remember the rest of that scripture, but the next time, I will have it. But I'll always remember you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And for those two things I stand on, fear is not of you. And anything outside of a sound mind is not of you. And so, Lord, just help us to continue to hold on and not be weary in well-doing
1: and then we will surely pray. Amen.
2: Amen.
3: All right. As always, Miss Pam, I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> you catching up with me on Monday. I do, cause you could just start the call and be like, "I'll let it run in three or four hours, and it should be
1: good." <laughs>
3: I'm, I mean, you know, you know, I'm serious. I mean, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so I appreciate it. I do, I do,
1: because mm-hmm. it helps
3: me, you know,
1: to stay on course. Because
3: I, I know somebody's listening. But then I'm like, uh, oh,
1: you know. So i listen to it later. <laughs> but I, it.
3: Uh-huh. I said, I get it. Yeah. So I do. I appreciate it. And so um, that being said, man, now you have the rest of the day or we'll take a
2: nap. <laughs> I wish I could take a nap. Nah, now I got to go deal with Mr. Farley Jr. Oh.
1: So, no, there'll be no sleeping for a while. Well, you know, he's so easy to deal with.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He is. He's so easy to deal with.
2: That's right. In the car with a joke. (laughs) Yes. He's
3: so He's mild mannered and
2: everything, so yeah he's tempered mhm, okay <laughs> if only I could say that with a straight face <laughs> uh, he is
3: is is deep down inside, yeah real deep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, peace and blessings be unto you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I I accept that. I
0: accept
3: that. Okay. (laughs) That's all I got. That's all I got. Peace and blessings. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That's That's good.
2: That's good. <laughs> Have a great day, Miss Pell. You do the same I will t- I t I I'll I'll hear you tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> bye bye.